Electric. Tonight, Herman Mashaba, president and founder at Action SA, the businessman turned politician. Born in 1959, he was at university. He was in the second year of his BA at the University of the North, and uh, there was lots of political unrest, and so he left university, um, and he decided not to go back. And he then... Uh, got a job at Spa. He worked there for a bit. He worked in Montani Industries. And after that, he kind of figured that he could become a salesman. And he became a salesman and then developed Black Like Me, of course. I've, I've summarized it very quickly because we don't have too much time. But that was February 1985 when the first bottle of Black Like Me hit the shelves. And it's been a zillion years since then, Herman Mashaba, and into politics. Uh, was it always a plan to go into politics? Well, uh, thank you very much uh, for this invitation. And uh, I think, you know, my life has been a roller coaster throughout uh, 61 years. I'm 61 year old uh, man. Uh, and I look back in reflection, it's really been a roller coaster. Uh, I thought I was going to become an academic. When I was studying at university, mastering in political science and public administration, I wanted to become a political scientist. Unfortunately, uh, that dream was shattered in 1982 during the second year of my studies. And then I wanted to leave the country, uh, get the Russians to give me AK-47s uh, uh, so that I can come and cause havoc here in South Africa to get my independence. God had another plan, uh, plan for me. Ended up working 30 months of my life for a salary. And um, during that time, all of a sudden, I'm 22, I realized, uh, hey, man, you're getting old, you're running out of time, uh, you've committed your life to success. How are you going to make it a success? That's when I decided to go into business. At the age of 22, you decided you were running out of time. That's an early wake up. Uh, most young people today don't wake up for years. Um, but it, it's just such a wonderfully varied career. But it does point to the fact that you've always had an interest in politics. Working for yourself and going and, and going into business for yourself um, in the middle of the 1980s, South Africa's in chaos. It was an absolute mess. Um, yet you found a product and a service uh, that people wanted and uh, you created the the black like me business i mean you know people think that creating a business is an easy thing to do but it neither happened overnight and nor did it happen you know without its own trials and tribulations without any doubt um you know for me well when i decided at the age of 22 uh to go into business and remember those days um you had to work for a white employer who signs your reference book. I don't know if you remember the oh, reference yeah. book that you used to carry. Your white employer had to sign it on a monthly basis. So the decision I took was obviously immediately uh, putting me as a criminal because uh, I had no white employer to to uh, to give me the permission to travel around. But I decided uh, this is the life that um, is distinct for me and I'm not going to allow anybody else to decide for me. So I chose the life of being a criminal because obviously I, <laughs> um, I, I was declared a criminal by 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 the apartheid laws. But the thing is, you know, for me, what's interesting, uh, uh, driven is uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce is that, I'm the other guy. Yes, uh, Bruce. Uh, you know, what, what for me, I, I keep telling South Africans and people of the world is that. You know, are you aware I was I was born a, uh, a communist uh, by by law in South Africa? You know, by the law. National Party. Yeah, by law. Yes, I, I was a communist. 
because uh, in 1950, the National Party government passed um, um, uh, uh, a piece of legislation called the uh, uh, Suppression of uh, Communism Act of 1950. That piece of legislation declared anyone who fought for the rights of blacks as as a communist. So that they gave them the powers uh, to declare anyone who wanted to uh, fight for the rights of blacks as a communist. So for me, if I look at my life and the life of my family, because obviously we wanted freedom, we were automatically by this law communists. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so, but, and, and you're the furthest thing from it because you are you're a free marketeer. I mean, you did spend some time. Uh, you did. You did spend some time, uh, of course, at the Free Market Foundation for a while. Um, in between, sort of before going into politics, before you became the mayor um, of Johannesburg, and I mean, you you hold very strong free market uh, views. You did it yourself. You believe that people should be allowed um, to 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 do it for themselves and not be dependent on the state. I mean, unapolo- I'm an unapologetic capitalist, and I'll never apologize to anyone about it. Because uh, uh, if I look at the decision I took at the age of 22, and the apartheid government said I could not go into business, and I said, P.W. Potter, you're not going to determine my destiny. I'm going to do it anyway. And um, here it is, uh, what, 36, 37 years later, uh, that decision of uh, being a capitalist has freed me. The freedom I'm enjoying today, the economic freedom that I'm enjoying today is the decision I took at the age of 22. So you can imagine if I'd allowed the apartheid government to determine my destiny, I don't know whether I'll still be alive or I'll be a drunkard somewhere unemployed and uh, like uh, the the 14 million unemployed South Africans today. I decided to take decisions and today when when the new South Africa was born in 1994, I'd already enjoyed the massive, uh, by my standards, uh, economic success and that is something that I wish for all South Africans, particularly our black youth who are misled uh, by by this communist Soviet uh, type um, policies that have really destroyed lives of our black youth. Herman Mashaba is the president and founder of Action SA. He is our Make Money Mondays. Oh, not Make Money Mondays. We call it Other People's Money guest this evening. And as I speak to you, Herman Mashaba, I'm busy talking to Stephen Curtis, who sends his regards, by the way. Uh, we do like to play the game that when I get called Stephen, um, <laughs> I contact him. He seldom gets called Bruce but because I'm much better looking and much cleverer. But anyway, Herman Mashaba. <laughs> No, please let me trouble. tell you yes, something. You, you and Stephen, all the for the last uh, many years, you guys being in broadcasting, I always mix the two of you. Uh, perhaps you must be brothers in some way. I think our, I think our respective mothers would confuse us. I do think so. Herman Mashaba, I'm, I'm really you two guys. It's okay. <laughs> we all sound the same. Uh, I will get to, we're back to Herman Mashaba, uh, the former mayor of Johannesburg, the president and founder at Action SA in a moment. President and founder of Action SA, Herman Mashaba with us. Financial independence, clearly very, very important to you, Herman Mashaba. Did you, have you always invested outside of your businesses, outside of your, your day-to-day activity? I know you've got your own investment company, Lepazi Investments, but have you gone into investing in shares in your own right or have you focused um, more broadly on, on making sort of portfolio business investments? Well, uh, uh, obviously, I started my uh, business career as a salesman, uh, selling products from the boot of my car. 
1983 discovered this gold mine of the hair care industry. Black women wanted to be pimped, and I said, hey, and go out and pimp and make money. And in the process of making money, uh, uh, the, I had a friend of mine, a guy called Norman Malau, uh, who uh, was a, a teacher in one of the technical colleges uh, teaching motor mechanic. We used to spend weekends with him, people coming to rooms as Norman, uh, please assist us. And I said, Norman, you know what? Uh, you're wasting your time. And uh, said, let's do a business plan. Let's start uh, the business. Stephen, I mean, Bruce, we started a fantastic <laughs> business in 1986, I think, called the Norman Service Center. We made lots of money, great, successful business. A few years, about a year later or so, another black guy, the first black engineer that I met called um, Koleki Lepiana. Um, as I say, the first time for me to meet an engineer and working for big engineering company in Johannesburg, I said, uh, Brabi, we used to call him Brabi, we still call him Brabi. says, Brabi, you know what, uh, come out with a business plan, let's start a, a construction company. We started a company to call uh, Biana Homes. That's the same company that built uh, my factory in uh, Mabobani in, in the late 80s. You know, I built a 6,000 square meter factory, state of the art, built uh, by the company that I started uh, with uh, Brabi. <laughs> So I mean, that's, you, uh, but, but but there's there's yeah, absolutely, but there's the pattern, and there's the pattern of, of opportunism. It's the pattern of, um, of of executing on those opportunities and investing in growth businesses. The advantage of investing in businesses, of course, is not only do you run the have the opportunity of of creating value, but you create opportunities for others who need it. Because not everybody is cut out to to run start and run businesses. Absolutely. I think, you know, for me, the making money, it's, it's, it's something that I enjoy. I think, um, unfortunately, uh, political developments in this country put me into something that I had to do, not because I love to do it. The, this job of uh, uh, being a politician, Bruce, it's um, one of the most punishing jobs any human being can get. I think I look at my career in business and I thought I was a hardworking young man. I used to travel doing 10,000 kilometers a month. My car had to be serviced every month for what, almost 15 years. And I thought I was hardworking until I decided uh, to save the country. And I can tell you the job I'm doing is punishing. But at the same time, Bruce, it's one of the most rewarding jobs, more especially uh, at my age, more especially after the over 30 years of real success that I've enjoyed in my life and, uh, my, and with the support of my family. For me, honestly and truly right now, the job I'm doing is a payback time for me to South Africa and the world. It's not because, it's not, I'm not doing this job because I love it. There is no way that you can love this punishing job. But it's a job that we've got to do it. Otherwise, um, South Africa, Zimbabwe will look like a Sunday school picnic. If you're going to complain at board meetings, at uh, dinner parties, I got tired of it. And I said to myself, who, if it's not me, who else? And I look at the 30 years of uh, how this world really took me out of abject poverty because, uh, Bruce, I was born in abject poverty. I lost my father at the age of two. But for more than... Your grandfather years, was absolutely pivotal in your life. Your grandfather was a very, very important role model to you. And I mean, he, he had great hopes for you, didn't he? Well, uh, my grandfather was a very unreasonable man to me. And when I, when I was growing up, I used to resist this old man because I meant everything to him. Uh, 
and the security guard there for the Harangua municipality at the gate. Every month used to come to uh, the home to our village without any failure. And obviously December, he'll spend uh, the whole month at home. And he always wanted to be with me. And um, the day one uh, when I was born on the 26th of August, I don't know why he happened to have been home because... Uh, on the day when I was uh, born, the whole village knew that uh, my, my mother had given birth to me. And that's why uh, everyone called me high man, because he, uh, he went around to go and fetch water for my mother, saying everyone, telling everyone in the village that the high man is born. And, and people called me high man. High man wasn't <laughs> my, my professional name. And, and I grew up saying, but my grandfather's expectation of me were very high because he insisted that uh, I've got to be successful in life and not allow other people to determine my destiny. And said to me, please listen to people, but judge them by what they do, not what they say. Because uh, some people, unfortunately, they don't have intention. And says, if someone mislead you and they mislead you deliberately, please, my boy, don't give them a second chance because uh, they're like snakes. So don't really trust the snake. Do you have investment portfolios? I mean, I'm not going to ask you um, the extent and where and how and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, you've, you've invested in businesses throughout your life. Have you taken money out of those businesses and put it into shares, into investment portfolios? Yeah, well, fortunate enough, uh, my wife and I, uh, over many years uh, from the time we started Black Like Me, we've always, investments have been putting money aside has always been part and parcel of uh, of our DNA. You remember very well in 1997, I sold 75% of my business to Colgate. And then I was lucky enough two years later buy buy it back. And um, also, so we've been investing. So we've got portfolios run by what, three, four different banks and uh, others. And my wife looks after some of our business, private businesses where we've invested, including obviously like, like me working with my current partners. I mean, the importance of having a a spouse, I, I once operated on the theory that, I mean, I, I'd interviewed several South African billionaires and the one thing they all had in common was that they'd all been married to the same person their entire married lives, whether it um, was Stephen Saad at Aspen Pharmacare, or whether it was Stephen Kosef or Adrian Gore or, or Brian Joffe or any one of these people. Um, and I, I sort of wondered to myself whether business success re- re- required a, a, a long and happy marriage. And you've had, uh, certainly uh, your wife Connie has had a long marriage, and I think you've had a happy one. Um do you think that it's important? Happy, happy home life is is critical to financial success. You know, for me, I'm really grateful to God and my grandfather for giving me the wisdom uh, um, to get married at the age of 22. Before going buying the cars, uh, Bruce, to start business, I decided let me get married. So that uh, because I had this beautiful uh, woman that we had close friends and I said, you know what, before I go venture into business, let me stabilize my life. Let me protect myself from myself. And my wife has played such a crucial role in much uh, next year. In few months time, we'll be married for 39 years. And I'm telling you that without her, I don't think uh, I would have achieved 5% of what I've achieved. So. That is why every day I make sure that, um, you know, I beg her to please don't leave me because uh, <laughs> I, I can't, you know, without her, I'll, I'll, I'll be nothing. 
Uh, GT Ferrero once asked his wife, he said, darling, have you ever thought of divorce? She said, murder? Yes. Divorce? Never. Um, <laughs> um, how do you feel about the future? I mean, uh, the economic plan, the, cab- the one cabinet approved economic plan, at least one day to the 7th of October, is out. Um, your job is to rip it to pieces, but the president will be presenting... Um, in Parliament on Thursday, we've got the medium-term budget policy statement. Um, I get a sense that there's a, a flicker of optimism, a flicker of hope. Um, however, just such a huge mountain to climb, and I wonder if we've got the equipment to get it done. Well, Bruce, uh, tomorrow at 10.30, I'll be um, live. Uh, a lot of media houses are going to cover my address. I'm giving an address uh, on the economic recovery plan that uh, I know is going to be diametrically different to what the, pre- the, the president of the country is going to give. Uh, because um, we've uh, witnessed over the last 26 years where the economic direction of our country is uh, controlled and vetoed by trade unions. And I'm making it really abundantly clear that um, for as long as uh, we are going to allow trade unions uh, to veto our economic uh, policies, we are doomed to fail. And I can assure you, there is no way that our president is going to present anything without getting the approval of uh, the trade union and the so-called communists. So that that, uh, plan that the president is going to present as far as I'm concerned, it's not worth the papers written on because uh, the communists and, 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 and the trade unions are going to, to, uh, to, uh, to veto it. How do we create an environment so that a million mashabas age 22 feel sufficiently confident and empowered to start their own businesses? What do we need to change in our mindsets as South Africans to make that even possible? Let government uh, leave people alone. Uh, let uh, uh, people be individuals. Uh, those who want to be entrepreneurs, let them be entrepreneurs. Uh, those who want to be broadcasters or teachers or policemen and women, let it. Let them be. Government's role is to create a conducive, fair environment uh, where the rule of law apply, uh, applies. And really, I'm a strong believer in, in the rule of in, in the rule of law. Anybody is going to be fair and equitable and allow. Uh, people to actually unleash the, uh, the, the potential that God has, has given them. Because I can tell you there's not a single human being on earth. The seven billion of us, we've got our different talents. What do we need? It's a government that creates an environment and allows us to play. Unfortunately, for the last 26 years, we had the government taught by the Soviet Union uh, policies that failed uh, since 20, 1917. We took over when the when 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 communism was collapsing in Russia and and uh, and uh, in China. We we were starting it here, but I was compounded by the level of corruption that uh, has really haunted us in South Africa. I, I don't want your response on this, Herman Mashaba, because we've run out of time. But I have to read it to you from Mandlakaise Butelezi, um, who says, first and foremost, let me thank you for connecting me with Wendy Nola, the consumer ninja. Today, you're in con- conversation with my. Lifesaver, my daughter's saver. Why saver? When everyone refused to give my daughter matric, education after matric four years ago, Herman Mashaba was still on the Joburg City Council, came to our rescue. Today, she is doing a third year in BCom Information Management, of which she intends doing her honours next year. It is our wish to meet Mr. Herman Mashaba in person and thank him. Uh, Mantaka Isa, thank you very much. Um, Herman Mashaba, thank you very much as well.